morning, morning, afternoon, good evening, wherever it is where you at. I was just saying what's up and hollering at y'all. Welcome to another episode, D and D Project Podcast. We back at it. Nels, what's happening, my guy? I'm good. I'm good, my brother. I'm good. It's Friday. It's uh, I mean, it's Friday for us, but by the time you're listening to this, whatever day it is, I hope everything is all good with you guys. Every everybody out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um. Let's get right into it. We was chopping it up before we started, like we always do, just conversing. And let's get right into it. I finally finished watching the um the Kanye documentary. And for me, it was a real good documentary. Like the dude, like his come up, where you started from, how he got it rolling. Fabulous. Like that dude was really on his grind, really on his hustle. And um, like you said, by the time I got to the third episode, it was more current, more recent, more more stuff that I can remember that was going on and things he was doing. Now, some of that stuff we didn't know because it was kind of behind the scenes or what have you, but but that third episode, I was like, eh, I'll watch it, but I pretty much know what's going on. But that dude is real different, man. Like, he really is at a point where he really believes the now, – now we used to say somebody put a battery in your back. Like, he really believes the stuff that people have praised him and the power they've given him, the things they've put in his mind. He really believes – like that's who he is. Like he's that dude. Oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred one, one million percent. You know what? You know what's scary about somebody like that? It's almost to the point where it's like somebody like him. And and you know, I get all riled up when we talk about this guy because I I I see him differently than a, than I don't want to say the majority because I have no idea about his family. I know he has a lot of fans. And no disrespect to none of his fans and no disrespect to him. But I, I just see him a different way. That's all. But he's the type of person that if you told, let's say people told uh, an individual, you know, and they've never been, they, you know, they just tell them, like, you can, you can withhold, you can stop bullets with your hand. Just put your hand out. And he's like, you know what? I really believe that. And like, people just keep telling them, keep telling them, keep telling them. And then all of a sudden, they just really to the point you believe, and then they start telling people, I, "I really believe I can stop bullets if I just put my hand up." And they were like, "Motherfucker, let's try." I'm like, "Nah, nah, nah." But uh, what I'm saying is that I know I can do it. So, and and I gave you this analogy right before we came on here. To me, again, this is all my opinion. Again, you know, because I know everybody got their opinion about that guy, this guy, and I know people love him to the to the heavens, and and that's fine. There's nothing wrong. I can have you can have your opinion, and that's fine, and I can have my opinion. But I was telling you, he is like a bad uh, female or even a, a, a handsome guy, right? And they've been amazing. People have been giving him praises and loving them for 35, even up to 40 years. They've been loving them and, and giving them praises, saying they're handsome or saying that uh, the lady is, is, is gorgeous or beautiful, right? Then all of a sudden, there's new women that come out or new guys that come out or whatever like that, younger, right? So they look. They look good and all that stuff like that. But now this person, since they've been hearing for 35, 40 years that they look good, they start to believe that no matter what they do, no matter what they put on, no matter how old they get, they still bad. And that's fine if you feel that. But there comes a point where you're just not that – you're not the shit anymore. You're just not. You know? You, you that person, are not that person anymore. Not – you may think that, but the outside world don't see you like that. And – I will give Kanye all the credit. People see it. Like those two uh, first episodes, I, you know, obviously I watched it. Uh, those first two episodes was amazing to watch because 
to have the foresight to have someone record you and for the director to have the foresight to be like, you know, what? I'm going to record this guy because I truly believe in him was mm-hmm. amazing. Like you said, that third episode was just like, all right, it is what it is, whatever. It, you know, it was a whatever episode to me. Um, but like I was telling you, if you ever get a chance and I'm not, I'm going to kind of ruin this so spoiler right here. So if you don't want to hear this part, just turn it for mute for like a good minute, but that's a then come back. Uh, there's a part where he's talking to uh, some older gentlemen, older white folks, um, and they looked. I, I believe they were trying to buy an island. They were thinking about buying an island. And then there's a part where he's just going on a tangent. You don't even know what he's talking about anymore. They, these these folks are just sitting there listening to him, smiling because he's at the meeting or whatever. They're, but they're, just, they're not even barely understanding what the fuck he's talking about. And you know the director was like, you know what, I'm going to cut this off because it, you know it was irrelevant material. But it was relevant to me, to somebody like me, because that's how I see him. Just talking a bunch of gibberish, and I understand that he is uh, a market manipulator, and and I and I believe he's a genius when it comes to that. Right? He's a genius. If mm-hmm. one he, he's a market manipulator. But I see him as that same person that talks gibberish to those. That's how I see him. But he knows how to work the media, man. He he's a he's a master at at working the media and knowing how to move and shaped and shape how they view him and what they're going to say and what they're going to put out. And then he yep. plays the victim like, Oh no, the media is making me look bad. But I, I believe he just really knows all the stuff he's doing and he knows how to move to get the reaction that he wants to get so he can move forward in his next move. He's a chess player. The dude is, dude is, dude is, dude is nice with his uh, chess playing. Like he knows how to, he knows what he'd be doing to me. And I think he understands what he'd be doing and how he'd be making everything happen and place everything, moving all the pieces to so he can win at a later date. Now, I will give the dude, what was the dude's name that was doing it? Chike, Chiki, Chike, whatever his name was. That dude's a, he's a dope, like, documentary person. I don't know what you call him. But, like, he's dope the way he was putting it all together, the way he was narrating. Like, he did a hell of a job with that, uh, with that documentary. It's pretty dope. And the fact that he's just another person that Kanye kind of turned on, among the other ones where he kind of used them for what he needed them for, then kind of slid away on them. But it came back to him. He was like, yo, I'm still going to work with this dude, which shows hell of a, a lot of loyalty. He was like, yeah, I know we, I know we had our issues and all that, but I'm still rocking with this dude. Cause I know who, I know who he was and who he is before the fame. And that's probably what has a lot to do with it. Cause he's like, yeah, this dude is wilding out. Yeah. He's on some other stuff, but I know the Kanye before the fame. So I know who the real person is at the core so I'm going to be loyal to that person. Yeah. And I think that's dope as hell. Because he could easily yeah. be on some like, man, I mess with this dude. This dude done flipped out. But he was like, yo, I know who he really is. And this is this person that everybody has seen is not who he really is. And since I know who he really is, I'm always going to be loyal to the person who he really is. That's fair. That's fair. And I, I don't. I don't discredit anybody. If you know somebody more than the public knows, and again, we're looking at a documentary. This is behind the scenes. It was good to see. Very, very uh, entertaining show. Very entertaining uh, um, documentary, like you said. If people can get a chance to see it, I recommend it. Last episode, you're probably going to be like me, like I already seen all the shit, whatever, whatever. Very, very... Uh, I, 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 I really uh, had a good time watching it, but my thing is this. This is how I see things as well. Again, you know, people might not agree with me. I'm just a person with an opinion, just like everybody else. So my opinion means just as much as the next man's and the next woman's or whatever, right? But 
how I look at it is also like this. Kanye has said a lot of wild things, right? And people were just forgiving him and just said, it is what it is. It's Kanye. You know, you, we just got to keep forgiving him for the shit that he be saying, right? He says some crazy shit. He says slavery is a, a choice. We just got to forgive it. He says that he fucks with Donald Trump. We just got to forgive it. And that has nothing to do with people's political. If you fucked with Donald Trump, I, I, I could care less. But what I'm saying is that we got to have that same energy that we have with other people, right? Because there's a lady by the name of Chrisette Michelle, right? I don't know if y'all know this lady, but she used to sing all the time. And she probably still sings, but nobody gives a fuck about her singing anymore, right? She was very popular in the uh, in R&B and the hip-hop world. And I know some people are listening to this. They probably don't know who the fuck she is, but I'm just going to give you a small little synopsis and story about this this young black lady, right? This young black lady is not as popular as, as other artists. She's not as popular as uh, uh, Beyonce or Rihanna, right? But she was definitely coming up. She had some good songs with Drake and Rick Ross and stuff like that. She had she had she had a she had a coming up. Like you could tell she was bubbling. You can tell that she was going to probably be in the mix. I, I don't know if she was ever going to be Beyonce big, but she would have had a decent career. You could tell that. And I, and I know you know who she is, right? Mm-hmm. So she decided, you know what? I need I need money if I'm going to keep doing this. So fuck it. I'm going to do a inauguration. I'm going to sing for Donald Trump when he comes out. Now, <laughs> that me, was it. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Because at the end of the day, you got to feed your family. So if this is how you want to feed your family, sounds good to me. I don't give a flying fuck. But you know what the, everybody else did? Everybody else stopped fucking with her. You know why? Because she, maybe she don't even fuck with Donald Trump. She did it for the bag, right? But that wasn't good enough for people. People said, fuck you, Chrisette Michelle. You are dead to us. You are dead, right? Poor black girl going out there. I don't want to say poor black girl, but black girl going out there to try to get the bag for her for her people, her family, whatever. However she did, she ain't sell no drugs. She ain't fucking kill nobody. She sang a fucking song for the upcoming president or at the time, right? But but yet, the black man goes and sits with the same guy that they gave that they gave this girl hell for. And all of a sudden, we still rock with him like it's all good. And again, if whoever you rock for, your political, that's fine. That's perfectly fine because I don't fuck with none of them at the end of the day. But what I'm saying is that we got to keep that same energy. You can't be like, fuck Chrisette Michelle, the, the black girl, and then rock with him and say, well, it's different. No, it's not. It's, it's, in fact, it's worse. Yeah, because he had a whole sit-down discussion and was calling the man daddy and all type of stuff. That's what I'm saying. So... If, if if we all want to be real about the shit that be going on, people will just be turning a blind eye to this shit that he be doing. And I can't do it. I have the same energy that I'm going to have with everybody, right? You can't all of a sudden, if somebody, uh, if, if somebody goes out and beats women, right? And then all of a sudden, you just be like, and then another person beats women. And you're like, well, I didn't like the way that person beats women. So I don't fuck with him, but I fuck with the other person. Right. Mm. And she didn't beat nobody. He didn't beat nobody. But what I'm saying is that you got to have that same energy with the same type of fuckery. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, that's just one thing. And I'm not talking about that's the reason I don't like Kanye. I don't like Kanye for fucking a slew of shit that he's done. (laughs) You know? (laughs) It's just not limited to. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's not limited to that. Because I I could care less about him voting for Donald Trump or anything like that. I just think it's irresponsible. I thought it, I thought what he was doing was irresponsible because I don't believe he believed that. It had nothing to do with political shit. I just don't believe he believed that. You understand? So whatever he do as far as political, but what I'm saying is that that's just one shit that people just gloss over like it's all good. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Motherfuckers was canceling them after the slavery was a was a uh, slavery was a choice joint, right? And then all of a sudden, like six months later, nobody gave a fuck anymore. No. I'm not saying you fuck with him. You if you if that's your your you know you know him better than everybody, better than the people like myself, and you still fuck with him, that's perfectly fine because. If if I was to do something crazy, I would expect Daniel to not uh, not uh, agree with this. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you on some bullshit, but I'm riding with you. That's what I'm saying. So I I understand when people are are with him. You know, they're like, yo, I've known this motherfucker for his entire life. Fuck all that. That's my friend. I just think he'd be bugging. I don't agree with him. I've heard plenty of people say I don't agree with him, but that's my that's my brother. I I fucks with all that, but these other people. If you only know him from the shit that we know him, <laughs> I, I don't understand how you fuck with him. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Like at some point, you got to be. Like, you know what? I'm backing out. Like, like I can't do this. I can't agree with this, so I'm backing out. And you on your own on this one. Nah, but I get it. I get why his why his uh as they say day ones stay loyal to him because they know who he really is. So so they ride with him. So I get all of that. But like you said, the people who just now jumping on or people just now meeting and getting ingrained with him is like, come on, man. You got to realize that it's time to cut this dude off. Even if you don't cut him off, even if you still want to listen to his music and rock with him and pay attention to his news, you have to start turning a a deaf ear to most of the stuff and not and look him look at him as a character. Cause that's what I look at him as a character. I don't look at him as an actual person, as a somebody that's making sense, somebody that's meant to be taken serious. I look at him as a character. He's an entertainment character to me, and he just does entertaining stuff. And this is like, oh man, this is this is interesting. This is worth me clicking the video or clicking the link on Facebook or wherever else, and just saying, let me see what this dude did today, or let me see what he's talking about today, because he's he's strictly a character to me. Like I don't. I don't know anybody who takes him seriously. And if somebody told me like, yeah, man, I, I really believe in Kanye and I take him some hundred percent serious. Everything he says, I got to tune in. I would view them in a whole nother light. Like, like, dude, you got some, you got some things you need to work out. You need some new role models or something. I might have to go buy that person a couple of books. Like, Hey man, read this book and enlighten yourself because this is not somebody that you should be paying that much attention to their entertainment figure. And you're really paying attention to them. Like they're, Top quality, or they're going to change your world or the world. Yeah, no, I, that I I feel that as well. Like at the end of the day, I, I really don't feel like there's any celebrity that should be marble. You can idolize, or you can want to. Uh, I, I feel like you can idolize, you can respect their craft and all that stuff like that. But to look at them like, oh man, this is the highest of all high because none of us know what these people, are, unlike family members or true friends. We don't know what these people are like, and they can be on the on the screen, fucking amazing at their craft, but then, you know, they could be singing great songs and doing all kinds of shit, but fucking little girls in the background, you know, like a like when R. Kelly was doing it, right? His music is amazing, but he was a fucking horrible person. That's what it. That's just the truth. Yeah, you that's, can idolize. That's what it is. How kind of real person they are. It's kind of hard to idolize somebody that you don't actually know what kind of person they are behind behind closed doors, because all of us we're, we're all flawed, right? But for some people, a little bit flawed more than most. You know, I don't believe everybody's out here singing uh, songs about they can believe they can fly and then going out and standing outside of high school. I don't believe that happens. But 
You know, there, there's people that uh, that go out here and they fucking idolize that shit. That's the shit that's like wild. Like, why, why would you idolize? I can understand you can respect their craft or be like, yo, you know, uh, hopefully I can get to that level one day. There's nothing wrong with that. But you can't get to the point where this person's a god. Yeah, you know? that's we, facts. That's taking to a whole new level because we're all human and we're all flawed at some point. So, uh, yeah. And some people are flawed a little bit more than others. So, yeah. Yeah, that's facts. Yeah, so um, keeping with uh, the Kanye madness, I gotta give Pete Davidson some credit, man. Like Pete Davidson been quiet, he been low key. He only he only like clap back like one good time, and every other time like he really just been quiet, chilling out. Like yo, man, I don't, I don't got nothing to do with this. I'm not dealing with this dude. This dude's crazy. But then his last post, he was really on some like, dude, like we can sit down, we can chop it up. Like we don't have to keep. This back and forth, this threatening, like, let's go, let's go have a lunch, let's go sit down, let's chit chat. And of course, in true Kanye fashion, he's like, nah, you want to see me? We can see each other. He's like, dude, I'm, I want to have a conversation. <laughs> I want to help heal. I want to get to a point where we are, um, we're doing better as human beings and conversing with each other about whatever the issue may be. But that dude's just always on some rah rah. I did see his post. So I, I, I had, uh, I was excited. I was, uh, I was kind of like, oh, okay. He, uh, he's not just going to keep getting, you know, talk too crazy. Cause I think he did say it was like six months of Kanye just talking crazy, man. Just wild. Yeah. Motherfuckers is calling this nigga skeet. Um, <laughs> that's just that's dirty as hell. <laughs> like, like Jesus Christ. I mean, he lucky. I mean, he lucky Pete is taking the, the high road. Cause Lord have mercy. I'd have been like, on your on your wife's back or some shit like that, but anyway, that's not that that has nothing to do with anything. But but what I'm saying is that um, I saw it from both ways, and I did want I'm not, I did take I did I did listen to uh, um, this uh, if people don't know I listened to I did hear like a small clip of like DJ Academics. Um, if you don't know, he's uh, personality. He just talks about other shit, but he did he did make a point because uh, I I was like you. I was like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm just like, wow, okay. He did stand up for himself. He had said something back. But obviously, when I was reading it, I know Kim Kardashian knew what he was writing. I and mean, he's not going to write that shit and jeopardize his relationship with her in order to just be like, I'm just going to free ball this shit. I'm just going to fucking say what I feel like saying. I, I'm pretty sure she read the shit before he said it, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was a, he made a good point. Kanye... And all his and all his wild ass rants and stuff like that had the opportunity to be like, you know what? I'm gonna I have the person that I've been talking crazy to. I'm going to talk crazy to this person because he's finally responded to me, right? And he didn't. And I was like, man, that's kind of that's kind of uh, kind of odd, but I, I, it has to be a reason. And then the reason is when uh, academics kind of said it, if Kanye was to go crazy, like I'm gonna fuck you up, I'm gonna fuck you up, Skeet, and I'm gonna do all of this crazy shit. The only thing that would have done. Is when they doing going through these divorce court and all this stuff with the kids, all she had to do was pull out that phone and show how crazy, you know, not crazy, but how, yeah, how wild he be going and things exactly. he be saying, yeah. And that would have gave her like, you know, probably not the chance for him to see it, but on some like some weird, weird, you know how that gets when it gets messy in court with it, when it comes to the kids. So yeah, it would have gave I, her all the ammunition she needed to either keep him or restrain him or you know try to hold him yeah. back a little bit. So yeah. yeah, so I don't know if that was a dirty trick by maybe by her. I don't know, you know. I, uh, 
it could have been a dirty trick or whatever the situation is or, or calculated trick. Um, but obviously it didn't work because he was just on his, well, you need God and all this other stuff like this or whatever like that. But then, uh, you know, that's how I've seen it. I've seen it from both ways. At the end of the day, that whole shit is uh, one of those things where they are taking over the fucking, taking over the media again. They just master uh, uh, Kanye Kardashian and Kim Kardashian and Skeet Kardashian <laughs> all taking over the the media, just holding it hostage. Hold it hostage for an extended amount of time. <laughs> They're holding that shit hostage. Well, they know how to do that shit. I'm telling you, they know how to do that shit. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got to know how to do it in order to uh, control what you're trying to control. And they're just trying to control all the narratives and trying to control everything that's going on. So they they got they got a good thing going. It's, just, it's, it's funny to me. But then when I look at Pete Davidson, because like I said, while um, he has a hell of a he, – he took a hell of a high road. And I was like, yo – He's been linked to a lot of chicks, so I was looking at his his track record, and like he's dated some some bad chicks. Like Pete Davidson is, he's a monster out here in these streets, and <laughs> he'd be running through them. Oh, he's yeah, dating, yeah. He was dating a girl from um from what's that girl when they had that girl code guy code show. He was dating a chick on there, Carly. Then he was dating like Cindy Crawford, uh, Cindy Crawford's daughter, Ariana Grande, like. What's the uh actress chick Beckin Beckin Beckinsale Beckinsale whatever name was like yo he he out here getting to it with the with the with the women man I don't know what Pete got but um I did hear somebody say like he's a he's a comedian he's a funny guy and women are attracted to people who make them laugh and he's doing a hell of a job man <laughs> that dude has really got a good he's got a good track record under his belt man. Oh yeah, man, you can't be mad at that. I mean, at the end of the day, it, people really feel like. It's just uh, it's just these one or two guys that get all the girls and and uh, I mean I've, obviously he has he has a personality that the that the ladies like and I ain't mad at it go ahead man I mean you know when you first see it you, it's almost one of those things where like he's your friend and he says yo I'm gonna try to holler at Kim Kardashian and your friends laugh at you nigga get, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> She would never date your raggedy ass. And then all of a sudden, one day, he brings us to the basement and shit in Staten Island. You're like, what the fuck is going on? What the fuck is going on in the world? That's how, that's how his friends thought. That's when they look at him like he showed, he showed them the number on his phone. They're like, man, hell nah, man. <laughs> you know, you got a good point. That's a fact, because your friends are going to tell you straight up, nah, son, don't even, don't even embarrass yourself. And that motherfucker come home with her one day, and you'll be like, I clearly need to go write down some fucking jokes. <laughs> I need to go do something uh, ASAP. <laughs> I need to, need to learn how to tell a joke. Hey, teach Hell me how yeah. to tell these jokes, man. Come, come, yeah. come school me right quick. <laughs> I'm clearly not, I'm not doing something right in the world. Yeah, that dude, um, that's right. Is and I, and I and I bring that up and I say that because a lot of times people say, "Oh, well, um, how the hell did he get her? Who the hell is he?" But then when you look at his track record, you're like, "Oh, this is what he do. <laughs> this, this is what this dude does, man. This dude ain't no slouch. Man, ain't no. He, he just he just knows what to say. I mean, he got to get. You know what? You know what they said back in the day. He got to give the gab, baby. Yeah, that's what it is. Because that dude be um. 
There ain't no slouch out here in these streets, man. B. Davidson getting to it. I ain't mad at it. I ain't mad. Go ahead and do your thing, brother. I ain't mad at it. You can have fun, man. You only live, we always say this shit. We say this shit on the show all the time. All the time. You live on this earth one time, man. Whatever you're doing, you better go do that shit to the fullest. Because at the end of the day, when it's over, you don't want to be laying on some bed talking about, I wish I would have did this. I wish I would have did that. Just go do it, man. Just go do it. I don't care. Sometimes you just got to go, fuck, just fuck it, yo. I'm going to have some fun. I'm going to have a good time. You know, I ain't talking about anything that's illegal that's going to get you in jail to fuck up the time. I'm talking about some shit that's, you know, that you're just going to be like, yo, I, I don't feel like I have a shot with this girl. I don't feel like I have a shot with this guy. Fuck it. I'm going to go try to holler. Or I'm just going to go to this island. Or I'm just going to go do this. Or I, I'm going to just go have a good time tonight. Or whatever the situation. I think we talked about this before. You have to just go do it. And I feel like he's living life, yo. You know, I mean, I don't know personally what's going on in his life, but from the media and what I see, uh, what they report and the cameras and all that shit like that, he's living life. Yeah. And he don't look, he's not having a good time. He look like he's having a good time, and I ain't mad at it. Yeah, he, he enjoying life. He getting to it, man. But um, shout out to Pete Davidson. He getting to it. Uh, let's drop into some sports, man. Before we get into some to some deep sports and things that's going on around these um, different uh, associations, I sent a video out to um, to a couple of y'all, a couple of the homies of Michael Beasley talking about some of the things he, I guess, what he was going through and how he feels. And during the interview, he broke down and started crying based on what he was telling the people in the room and how they responded to him. And I'm gonna play the I'm gonna play the clip right quick. Because I just think it's it's good to hear to see how people, sometimes you never know that people are really there for you. Even when you feel like there's nobody else there and you think that you're all by yourself, it's people there for you. So I'm going to play this clip right quick. House. I play basketball and I go home. I don't care what y'all do no more. Like, all I care about is playing basketball all day. I go home. And I try to talk to my kids as much as I can. I don't see them as much as I can because I don't. I'm not traveling as much no more. I don't know what to expect when I leave this house no more. I, you, they, you know what I'm saying? I don't talk to nobody. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I've reached out and I've reached out and I've reached out and I've reached out and I've reached out so more that I, I gotta I gotta die with some kind of some kind of dignity. That's not sustainable. Like you too young, bro. That's not sustainable, bro. You can still play ball. So you That's want, not sustainable. So, so, so I can come up here and I can tell you somebody else's life and I'm willing to do it. Oh, I'm going to turn my head back, but I'm going to put a smile on for you. And I'm gonna, like, bro, I'm gonna you don't got to put nothing on for me. Like, or, yeah. or I can just sit back and I'm going to tell you what it is. Like, I, I'm not, I, like, like, I know that's not sustainable, but at the same time, like, what? Bees, none of us can go do out, it. None bro. of us can do go it alone, bro. Reach out. Go out. You go, have to change, change, go out change the narrative. Go out with. Go out, talk to people, interact with people. Like, bro, real talk. I'll call us out. Us three. Bro, you be in Miami? Yeah, y'all party. I don't party, bro. Don't no, no, no. Don't. We don't party, bro. I'm talking about you have kids. I have kids. Come to my house. We can get bounce houses for the kids. We can sit back on the porch, drink a couple beers, drink some wine, hang out. Like, bro, that's not a normal, successful man's life to sit up in the house like that. Like, you got to find good people. And us three can be good people. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, it's not, that, that's I, like, not like, sustainable, Like, like no bro. disrespect to what y'all got going on. I've been trying to find good people for so long. 
I'm tired, bro. You done tapped. I, I would say I'm this. It's, it's, it's a 100%, bro. Like, it's it's like, so okay to be tired, like, though. I got... You know what I'm saying? You ain't got nothing left. You ain't got nothing left to give I'll people. tell you this, bro. I'll be it. Like, whatever you need, dog. Like, you just want to talk. Like, I, I for sure can't hoop with you. I'll go out there and pass that hoe. Like, what we're saying is, bro, like, we want to be those people. Bringing you here wasn't about this. I wanted to talk basketball and hoops. But, dog, folks love you, dog. Nobody want to see you go through this. I got me a busy jersey at the motherfucking house. Because I was down here when he got drafted. I think the thing is, man, like so many times as black men, we are asked because of talent to carry everybody. We are not made to carry everybody. Black women are asked to carry everybody. They are not made to carry everybody. Dog, it takes a fucking village, bro. And at some point, you got to have somebody who don't need shit from you, who don't want shit from you, who want to see you win, man. Like we don't we don't do this for us. Yeah. Go. That shit right there was dope as hell, son. That joint had me sitting like glued to the glued to the little screen. I was watching it on like they really trying to feed into that into that guy, man. And if you watch basketball, you follow basketball, then you know Michael Beasley is like a baller. But like just something happened where his career didn't go in the direction it should have, or in the direction people thought it was gonna go in. And then you see you hear stuff like that. You see like yo, these people. Even with all all the we say all the money they make because they make more than us, but for some people, even the money they're making is not enough. But with the money they're making, they're not happy a lot of times. There's stuff they're going through and there's stuff they're dealing with that surpasses a financial type of gain. You know what I'm saying? Like these, like he be hurting. Like he's really saying, like I'll be reaching out to people and I can't find good people to be around so that I can be peaceful and happy and. Want to go kick it and do stuff? He say like for you to say I don't do anything. I go to I go to work essentially because that's that's his job playing basketball. He's saying say, I go to work and then I go home and that's it. Like you can't live a life like that, man. That joint is and it's hurtful to to hear somebody say that and for them to have come to that point in their life and that realization in their life or that comforting like where they feel like that's all they can do, that's all they need to do. I did I did watch that. Uh... I watched it. I felt for him. He was, he was crying out. I mean, not he was crying, but he was crying out for like uh, just more of um, just someone to be like, just someone to be there for him. Um, yeah, exactly. I can only imagine, like, and you can only imagine uh, if you don't make the type of money that basketball, football, entertain, just let's say entertainers, because fuck it, because we always say basketball or fucking musicians let's just to say entertainers i'm talking about actors musicians you know people that play sports all that shit when you uh, are at that level right and you are making that kind of money a lot of people gravitate to you for the wrong reasons right at least the wrong reasons for your purpose but the right reasons for them because they gravitate to you for attention and money and all that other shit right mm-hmm. but when that shit starts to get uh when it starts to dwindle not maybe not the money dwindles but yes the money dwindles because you're getting older you're not playing as much uh the attention is going away yeah that notoriety start to go away yeah that is when you start to be like man where are all these people that was fucking with me from before Mm -hmm. what happened you know so then to yourself and i'm not speaking for michael 
Mike Weasley. I'm talking when I'm just uh, uh, I'm just observing because I, I ain't never played ball and I ain't make the amount of money he ever made. But what I'm saying is that I can only imagine when that starts to dwindle, you start to question yourself like, wow, they were, so they wasn't there for me? They were only around because of who I was? Mm-hmm. Fuck with you. Yeah. Like he said, it's only him. Like he, he and his family and his kids and stuff like that, he don't even get a chance to see them. I, I was listening to him. I, I remember watching it. I watched it today, matter of fact. I think he's using it yesterday or today. I think I said that it may have been like early today because I was okay. off today. So I was up early on my um on my on my rabbit hole, wormhole, Instagram and YouTube shit. I, wa- I watched it maybe like two or three hours ago. And I got from it like he is at that point where the career is is uh is not I don't want to say dying down. Cause obviously, he'll still play ball, but it's it's not what it used to be. Mm-hmm. You know, the money coming like it used to be. And you and when you are at that level, and all of a sudden, not people are around no more, and you're by yourself. You know what happens? It's the same thing that happens any other time that you're by yourself. Your brain fucks with you. Those thoughts fuck with you. Yeah. Thinking about all those times you were doing all that other shit. That's why one of the times he was like, I don't even fucking drink or I don't even party like that no more. Mm-hmm. Because all that shit start drying up. You don't even want to do that shit. That shit, the, the lore is gone. Yeah. Um, so, and it's almost like, it's almost like a, a, a bad breakup. You know what I'm saying? Where you're sitting in the house, like thinking about all the shit that was done during the relationship, you know, and that, and you have nothing but your thoughts. It's you when you're not around people, it's you and those thoughts. And those thoughts start to fucking eat at you and fuck with you and start telling you shit that's probably negative. And that's what I felt like was going on with him. I feel like he just needs to be around some people to do what they was talking about, have the kids around, have a good beer, just chill. Just fucking just, just have a good time, you know? Be around people. Just like, we, me and you say this shit all the time. This life is short, yo. This life is short. And Michael Beasley is way too young to be talking the way he was talking. Yeah, you know man, the dude like uh, he's got to be mid thirties. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. He's still young. He's still mm. young. Can't be talking. He's not supposed to be talking at that at any age. Let me not say that because I hate what people say. He's too young to be talking. Motherfucker, nobody should be talking at that at any age. I don't give a shit what age they are. You know what I'm saying? And he just needs to be around some good people, hang out. And I ain't talking about got to hit something, but maybe even if you're just going to get some food. Exactly. You know? sitting down watching TV together. I don't give a fuck. You just got to have that human contact. I don't think he's having that human contact because he's scared of having that human contact because of what it used to be and what it is now. Yeah. And I think that's what, that's what it really boils down to. Like he's like, you're, <laughs> you're not meant to live alone and you're not meant to be by yourself. Like you say, he is that human contact, but he's not even comfortable with it because he doesn't know what the, um, what the motives behind it is. So he's really at a loss. Like he said, he said, even in it, he's like, he's like, man, I reach out, I reach out, I reach out. And I, and I just, I don't want to have some dignity about himself. So it, it makes me feel like he's reaching out to people. And since he's not quote unquote, that dude anymore, they're like, man, I ain't fucking with Mike, man. I'll call Mike back later. Oh man, I hit Mike up when I'm in town where he's at. Like, there's no longer that he hit somebody by, yo, what you doing? Oh, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm around the corner. What you want to do? I'm ready to go. What you want to do? Because that allure is not there anymore. So since that allure is not there anymore, it's like, I don't need you. Or I'm on to the next person who can provide me 
with what I'm looking for, what I want to do. And it's it's effed up, man. It's bad when you when you get to that point. It's bad. That, one one, it's bad that there's people out there doing that. Like if you're really just kicking it with people just because of what they can provide for you, you're just a horrible person, number one. But when you get to the point to where like the people who so obviously like some of the people he say he keep reaching out to, some of them people at some point when he used to call them and reach out, they used to be Johnny on the spot. When he needed something, they was there like, yo, I need a ride here. Or, yo, I'm in town and I don't feel like being around the media. I need a ride. I need this. I need that. They were right there for him because they knew, one, he had the money. And two, if I'm with him, if we go out to the club, we go anywhere. If I'm with him, I'm going to get some type of residual, whether it is attention, benefits. You're gonna, I'm going to get something from it. So I want to be there around him. And now that's not there anymore. It's like, eh, I don't need you. Eh, I don't want to be around you. And it, it, like you said, you start to have those negative thoughts. Like, I really thought so-and-so was my man. Like, I really thought he was down for me. And now I have to face the reality that he really didn't care about me. He cared about what I could provide for him. And when you have to face that fact, and then you're facing it alone, you're not facing it with anybody to coach you, comfort you, or help you deal with that, that makes it ten times worse, huh? It does. It's uh, you just feel like you feel like everything that you were that was going on maybe in the last ten to fifteen years was a, was was for nothing. It was a bull. It was bullshit. And you start to get resentful, and you get angry, and you start to look at people differently. And even when people are reaching out to you and they're sincere, like it looked like it was on that show, you even start to be skeptical about those people when they're being sincere to you. It's almost like uh. When you're like I was saying, it's almost like when you're in a relationship and you break up, and the, and the, and the female or the guy is scarred from whatever happened in that last relationship. So now you can't even fucking trust people. Somebody's trying to be genuine with you. Hey, you know I, I'm a good person. I'm telling you, I want to do good. They're doing good, and you can't even see that because of what you've been through. And I feel like that's what what's going on with him. Mm. Yeah, man, it's unfortunate, man. I hate I hate to see anybody go through that, but especially a young dude like he's young. Like you said, you people saying you he's too young for that or whatever. But for anybody to go through it, it's horrible. But for a young person to go through it and to crash land in that manner, he's not more than I can I can almost say with all certainty. Mentally, he's not stable or strong enough to handle that. So what he's doing as a defense mechanism is I'm just going to isolate. Like, I'm just not going to be around nobody. And that that's not mentally healthy. And just dealing with what he's dealing with is just not mentally healthy. So hopefully, um, hopefully Michael Beasley will uh, get some help. Hopefully things will go better for him. Hopefully, um, because that was Ryan Clark and um, what's the dude name? The dude Channing Crowder. I was talking to him. So hopefully, like what they what they offer the Olive Ranch. Hopefully, he take that. Hopefully, he'll holler at them like, "Yo, I'm in town," or "Hey, can we talk?" Like, you know, I need to talk for a minute. Can you pick up the phone? Can you give me a call? You no. Know, hopefully, he'll accept that and they'll follow through on what they were saying. They can help that dude, man. Put him in contact with other good dudes so he can have a, you know, a positive circle around him, man. Because that's what it's all about at the end of the day, man. You got to have a positive circle. And, like, a lot of times um, I'll be talking to people 
And they're like, yo, who do you hang out with? Who are your homies? Who this this? I'm like, yo, I have like a good six real homeboys. Like I had like I kick it with some people, but I got six real homeboys who I know are down for me. I know we've been through thick and thin. We've gone months without talking to each other. And when we do highlight each other, it's a regular conversation like we talked yesterday. I was like, so I got my I got my people around me who I know. If I call them like, yo, this is what I got going on, they either gonna say, yo, you on some bullshit, or they gonna be like, yeah, go ahead, do that. That makes sense. But they're gonna be honest with me, and I can count on them to be honest with me. And that's just what he need. He need whatever amount, whether it be three, two, whatever it is. He just need a solid group of homeboys around him that's gonna guide him and keep him strong, man. Yeah, no, I agree. I definitely agree. I feel, I, I believe they were sincere too. So at the end of yeah. the day, if we're sincere the way they sound. Uh, then he should be in good hands. Hopefully, at the end of the day, no matter if he does or doesn't, I hope he gets some good help. Um, because at the end of the day, what he was going through is what plenty of people are going through. And 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 I say this because I'm always on some, I'm always on some motherfuckers care. We care, as a society, and this is just society, and I'm not I'm not picking on anyone, but we as a society, we care way too much about like. Michael Beasley needs help, right? He needs some people around him, right? But if we see somebody that is on the same level, just regular humans that need the same kind of attention, we'll be like, motherfuckers got to get some help. Good luck, brother. Good luck. <laughs> you got a point. <laughs> you got a solid point. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So we, we as humans, we as uh, as society, we have to do better because we'll give a fuck about somebody that has mental issues because they're a celebrity, but we'll watch. We'll, we don't give a fuck about somebody that don't have any money, but has met the same mental issues. Mm-hmm. They're still just because we don't know that person. We have to give them that same kind of energy. That's why I try to make sure myself. And I, I'm saying this because I know people are like, "What the fuck do you do, motherfucker?" <laughs> well, what I do is that I make sure I I, I can't I, as much as I can. I make sure I donate my, and I don't have a lot of money at all. I'm not no fucking millionaire. But I donate money to you know homeless shelters and stuff like that. I make sure that I when whenever Christmas comes around, I donate bears and stuff like that. I make sure I do things like that. And I don't want no fucking I don't I don't want no medal and I don't want no fucking pat on the back. But what I'm saying is that we have to have that same kind of like for me that's big because I'm trying to help my fellow person. When it comes to a lot of issues and and in general, I think a lot of people care about what these celebrities are going through but won't give a fuck about somebody on the same level as us. And I don't say they're on a, on a better level, but I'm talking about on a financial level. Yeah. That is. So Michael Beasley, I hope he gets some help, but I also hope that anybody that is looking for mental, uh, that, that needs mental help or needs as mental, uh, um, they're struggling with mental, mental issues that they get the same kind of help because at the end of the day, Michael Beasley's life is just as important with Joe Smo, whoever the fuck is out there probably sitting, maybe even listening to this. Your life is just as important and we wish you all the best as well. And if you need somebody to motherfucking talk to or something like that, you reach out to one of our IGs. Mine's is obviously mine's is Darnell Wright. And, 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 uh, I mean, we'll say it at the end. So, you know, I don't want to put it in the middle of the show and then by the end of the show, you're like, I don't remember that. That motherfucker's IG, but I'll make sure me, me and Dan will make sure that we put our IGs just in case somebody is like, yo, I just, I appreciate what you guys are talking or fuck you for what you were saying. Either way, we will appreciate and we will, if you do need some kind of talking to, we will make sure, or, you know, 
I'm I'm speaking for Dan right now, but I don't want to speak for him, but I, I, I'm pretty sure he's just like me. That if you are going through something and you just need somebody to be like, yo, uh, I just need somebody to just rock with, just talk to it for a second. We can go back and forth on IG and talk about it. So you, you're not in a bad space. There's always somebody that will, will speak to you about anything. You just got to find that person. And, and uh, again, I'm speaking for Dan, you know, but he'll tell, tell you his, his stuff. We will definitely reach out because we don't want to see nobody, uh, you know, go down the wrong path because they felt like nobody was listening to them. At, yeah. least, uh, at least, definitely myself because I I, I I I sympathize with these people. Oh you know? yeah, I'm all, I'm all for the help. I'm all for the assistance and making sure uh, making sure people have a have a way to to kind of unpack and just get out whatever's going on in their mind and in their heart. I'm all for that, yeah. People need to vent, yo. People need to vent. That's all it be a lot of times, man. A lot of times people just, that's all they need. They just want to vent. They just want to be heard. They just want to, whatever's going on, they just want to get it out. That's fact. So that's all it be. Yo, there's times I call people and I'm like, listen, all I need to do is vent. Just give me five minutes to vent this and then, I, you know, whatever. I just be needing to vent sometimes. And when you get it out, then all of a sudden you feel better. Ah, whew, I just need to get that shit out. Yeah. Because when you hold all that animosity in, like I felt like he was holding in, that's why he broke down. That's when it starts to eat at you. And that's when you hear these voices. And these voices start to tell you all kinds of dumb shit, shit that you should not be doing. Oh, you should, I haven't. You probably haven't drank in fucking seven years. Oh, maybe you should go drink and fucking one drink won't hurt. Or just go do this. This won't hurt. Or, mm-hmm. you know, you start to feel and you don't need that. You just gotta talk to somebody, even if it's myself or Dan, or if you could reach out to one of these hotlines and speak to somebody or anything. If you don't have anybody, and I'm saying that if you don't have nobody, some people, you know, not everybody has somebody, and and that's what it is. Yeah, and you're 100 percent right with that because whatever happens to people, whatever going through with people, they just really be wanting to get it out. So like a lot of times when I be at work, being being a manager at work, sometimes people come up and they be going off, this is some bullshit, F this, F that, da, 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 da. and they be going off. People like, yo, man, why you let them talk to you like that? I was like, cause they just they just wanted to be heard. <laughs> That's all they wanted. They just wanted to whatever they was going through just now, they just wanted to get it out. They weren't cursing at me, they was cursing at the process or life or whatever was going on. I was like, they got it out and they walked off. <laughs> like, what was me? Further engaging with the same type of energy or attitude gonna fix? It wasn't gonna fix anything. They was just gonna further make the situation worse. Now, of course, I will. I'm like, hey, listen, I need you to stop cursing. You can talk to me. You can get it out, but you know, chill with all the curse. But at first, I let them fire off a couple of a couple of f bombs or what have you because you really just want to get it all out. And in that situation, that was probably the first time he ever publicly or to another individual expressed what he was going through or what he felt. And the fact that he was expressing it to other grown men probably even further made him more vulnerable and made it, made it hit his heart to where he started crying. Like, yo, I really am in a messed up headspace because the other dudes like, dude, you, you can't live like that. Like we got you. And he said, he said, I'll speak for the three of us. We got you. And that's probably the first time he heard somebody say that in a long time. So yeah, man, reach out to people, man. Reach out to people. Express express to people how you're feeling if you're going through it, so that they can either connect you with the right people, or that maybe they can even help you with your issues or whatever you're going through at that moment. But 
don't keep that stuff bottled up, man. Like like Nels was saying, it'll cause you to start hearing voices and believing stuff that you shouldn't believe and you shouldn't be listening to. That is a fact, yo. That is a fact. I'm, I'm pre- you know what it is? I'm pretty sure that's how a lot of people get caught up in doing shit that they shouldn't have been doing. There's somebody sitting in jail right now, right this minute, that's, that's thinking about, if, if they're hearing this, you know, I, I, I sympathize with you because there's somebody in jail right now that probably went through it, you mm-hmm. know? You know, wanted to vent, wanted to get it out, had a bad night, made some bad decisions, and all of a sudden now ruined uh kind of ruined their life over you know just not being able to vent not able to, to release some tension just be like i just need to talk yeah. you know and then sudden you, you hit like you said you hear those voices and you start to and you and, and this is just everybody this is just human because when you have those times alone everybody goes to those times alone they're just thinking about some stuff it could be negative it could be positive but you're just thinking about something right it could be in the car, you could be by yourself in the bed, you could be in the shower, you could be just, just, just vibing, watching TV, just zoning off. And then all of a sudden, those thoughts come. And then these people, the people that we're talking about, don't have somebody to be like, you know what, I need to talk to somebody about what the hell I was just thinking about. They don't have nobody like that. So they act on it by making bad decisions or doing something crazy or doing something that's just not right. And I'm pretty sure that's what the, the fellows that was listening to uh, Beasley, I'm pretty sure that's what they were trying to avoid. They wanted him to understand that you don't want him to go home, think that nobody cares about him, and do something that's just just a bad decision. Exactly. And I'm pretty sure when they were talking to him, because you could see the urgency in their voice. Mm-hmm. Because they've probably urgency. seen it too with um other athletes, so they probably seen it. But it's funny, not funny, but it's um interesting. You said that um people make a bad decision that could have been avoided based off a conversation or a split second decision. Um, I was watching said a million dollars worth of game uh, podcast and dude said, he said when he went to jail, dude, um, wallow, I think his name is. He said when he went to jail, one of the people who have been there, probably somebody who has been there in there for life or been there for like a number. He said, let me see your paperwork. So he's reading through his paperwork He's like, oh, he said, they gave you 20 years over 10 seconds. He was like, what you mean 10 seconds? He's like, the the police report and everything says you went into the store at this time. You went over here, you did this at this time. You did this at this time. You got apprehended at this time. He's like, all of that. He said, the crime you committed took you 10 seconds. He said, so for 10 seconds, you threw away 20 years of your life. Right. I was like, holy cow, for... For somebody to break that down like that, like, yo, it took me 10 seconds to throw away 20 years of my life. And for some people, I'm pretty sure it's shorter than that. For some people, I'm pretty sure it's five seconds or even less that you threw away your entire life. You think about people who um get into a real quick altercation and they end up shooting a person and they go to jail for life. So you lost your life over a 10 to 15 second decision. That joint is amazing to hear. Sad and amazing to hear all at the same time. So, well, it's wild that you say that because I've uh, over the last month, uh, you know, you just try to find shows to watch and stuff like that. And I went back and started watching all the episodes of uh, First Forty Eight. Right, uh, that's that's my show right now. I know everybody <laughs> shows where you just go back and start watching them shit, and you're like, I've seen these ones, but these shit is fire. I've been watching a lot of First Forty Eight, right? And you watch first for first forty eight has literally been on for like twenty years or something like that. I did not know it's that. It's been on forever, son. 
did not really realize that shit's been on for 20 years or something like that until I started to go back and be like, really? We're on season 20? Are you serious? So anyway, I said that to say because I literally watch it. When you get older, you start to watch it a little bit different. So I'm watching it, and I'm like, obviously, if you've never seen First 48, it's about a show about homicide. Uh, it's a detective trying to find uh, a way to find, uh, solve the case within 48 hours. They have two days to solve it because uh, after that, the case gets a little bit tougher to solve, right? So anyway, uh, what you said means a lot because watching it now as an old as, as being older, I'm watching these. I'm watching a lot of a lot of these people, and these are old episodes. But I'm, I've done seen so many people like throw their life away over just nonsense. Like it'd be it'd be nonsense. Nonsense. And, and these people are getting twenty, twenty five life getting these crazy amount of years. I don't, you don't really see too many people getting less than 15 years because somebody died. So, but it's like, when you look at it, when you're older, you're like, man, I, you know, I would never want to be in that type of, uh, I'm, I'm glad that throughout my life so far that I haven't been uh, charged with something like that or, or been in that kind of situation because at the end of the day, I could never imagine uh, being 24 and then coming out at 44. Or being Jeez. eighteen and coming out at thirty-eight, Jesus. you understand? Like those were me and you. Uh, my, my daughter was born. You have kids that were born within those within those ages, obviously. Uh, you know, eighteen to thirty-eight. The some of my obviously, I, I, my my I would say that's my best part of my life. You know, as a kid, yeah. you really don't remember a whole bunch of shit. You know, all the way up to like five and ten, you remember some things. You don't remember everything. You know, when you get into your high school, you start to remember a little bit of shit. But then after that, college and all that stuff like that, when you're in your 20s, you're having a good time. 30s, you're starting to really understand life. 40, you're like, whatever. I couldn't even imagine spending that part of my life in a prison and then coming out and trying to be like, oh, this is the world? Oh, so when I went in, there were no phones, and now I come out and there's phones and these shit's can do everything? What are you talking about? That's crazy. Like, it is crazy. It's crazy to even imagine that shit, son. <clears throat> All right. Let's keep transitioning to some more sports. Um, you want to talk about the Britney Griner stuff, or you want to just slide past that, son? That shit was fucking absolutely hilarious. Uh, <laughs> Britney Griner? <laughs> wait, you talking about the, with the, um, the lady from the WNBA that she got stopped in Russia? Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought <laughs> it's hilarious. Explain some. I, I thought it was I, I'm not not obviously her situation is terrible, but if you look at the grand scheme of things, no, no, I'm not saying that what's going through what she's going through is not terrible for her. Unfortunately, it's very unfortunate. But what I'm saying is that I felt like Russia was like, "We about to stop one of your best players," and, and America. <laughs> like, no disrespect, but America is just. We America has been very, very terrible to how we treat the WNBA. Very terrible. Very terrible. Like, Guaranteed. <laughs> and, you know, so when they stopped, the uh, people were just like, what? And just people just started going on with life. Like, it was just like, what? All right. Well, then, good luck, lady. That was it. <laughs> so, again, I'm not saying that what she's going through is not is, is terrible for her. So it's definitely terrible for her. And I hope, I hope everything gets straightened out. But America don't give a fuck. They really don't. Like she, like you said, she's a female. America, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know. 
the only female athletes that America really cares about is probably um, tennis and soccer. Outside yeah. of that, if you're a female athlete, America really don't give a damn about you. It was terrible. I mean, again, what's going on for her is terrible. But the way America acts, people read it and then was just like, oh, wow. Russia, you, you you really have the wrong. Yeah, you picked the wrong. You picked the wrong star to take. <laughs> the wrong star to, to be like you're gonna hold them hostage. That means it's like, oh well, it was. It's it's almost like you ever seen the. Uh, it, it's a uh, a skit by David Chappelle, by David. I can't say David by David Chappelle, and he had a skit where he was talking about how um, if America, if if they had black hostages. And they would call the White House and be like, hello, we have uh, a black, hello? hello? <laughs> yeah, he did, he did do that, John. I forgot about that. <laughs> it, was, it was one of those type of situations. It literally was one of those type of situations. America just kept going on. But if it was, you know, uh, unfortunately, if it was a different athlete, if it was a, a, a male athlete, I'm not even going to lie. It would be uproar. If it was a male athlete or if it, it was some prominent male athlete that was stuck over there, then it would have been all hell to pay. But since it was Brittany Griner, everybody was just like, all right, well, I got to go to work. <laughs> I got to go to work. Yeah. And the fact- to work. <laughs> hope she makes it out of there. The fact that she's over there playing is, is a problem within itself because the NBA should be, even though the WA doesn't, doesn't generate the money the NBA does, the NBA has some money. They can really be paying them girls, them women, I'm sorry. Could be paying the women so that they don't have to uh, be going overseas and playing because they really don't have an off season. They play their WNBA season, then they go overseas and play that season, and then by the time they come back, it's time for their WNBA season again. Yeah. So uh, they could be paying them people more. And then what what really be getting to me is these athletes who are like um, LeBron James level athletes. I'll say that people who are making that type of money, they're like, man, it's messed up. They're not paying these women no money. Sir, you can you can cut a check, you know. You, you can cut a check real quick for for at least two teams, and go ahead and shoot them some bread. So don't be don't be hitting me with this. Oh man, it's horrible! It's horrible. I'm gonna speak up for it. Nah, cut a check for them ladies, man. You don't want to hear that. Nah, he like listen. It's horrible and all, but uh, I'm just gonna keep bringing light to it. If I bring enough light to it, maybe they get some money. But you ain't about to get no bread out of my pocket. Because all of them, but it was a bunch of them that were saying it. And when I looked at their salaries, all of them was making like 100, 200 million. I was like, all y'all could afford to cut a, cut at least one check to, to the team to go ahead and help them out. But nah, y'all ain't trying to hear that. Y'all just want to fight the good fight, but y'all don't want to. It doesn't appear, I'll say that. On the outside looking in, it doesn't appear as though y'all trying to funnel any assisted, financial assistance to those ladies. I, it, it's crazy because. The, the crazy thing is I literally remember. I literally, literally remember when the WNBA was starting. Yeah. And, and I, it's crazy. I, I do. I remember it. it was it in like, 90, was it 97? Something like that. 90, 98, 99, around that time, right? Yeah, something, something close to that. Maybe even, maybe even a little bit around that. Like, I would say 99. I would say 99, 2000, maybe. That's when WNBA started. And I remember that shit. Because I was like, wow, they're going to start a, a a league for women. That's that's amazing. You know, we, we actually get in some strides. We, stri- we have some strides here. Um, and now we're like 20, 22, 23 years later. And it's like, you know, the shit is, is literally the same, you know? Like, I mean, it's a little <laughs> bit more uh, popular. But 
20 years of, of, of promoting something, you would think, you know, it would be a little bit more popular than it is. Um, but it's, it's what it just goes back to certain things are just not fair. Yo, certain things are just not fair. And it's, and, and this is not a subtle thing. This is something that should be a little bit more. I, and I, I will say this because I noticed some guy listening to this, like, well, they don't generate the same amount of funds and all that stuff like that. And I hear you. I understand that as well. You can't, you can't put the amount of money in. You can't start paying some of these women $10 million uh, a year because unfortunately WNBA is not generating that type of money to afford to pay them that. Right. So I get that. I understand that. But if you do better market, and I, I'm not saying that the NBA is not trying to do marketing because I see these motherfuckers everywhere. When, when the NBA season is over, Lord have its mercy. Oh my God. They is going, they're going really crazy, but you have the WNBA during the summer. Like, and it should be like, what, what is it? Three months? Yeah. Something like that. Then I feel like it's just, you have to do something else. Like they need what, to do work? more. They do a whole lot of pre-marketing, but they don't do a lot of in, in season marketing. Like before it starts, the commercials on it's and WNBA, WNBA coming soon, coming soon. First game, this first game that, but once the season starts, you don't see the same, the same push. You don't see the same energy thrown into it. And I think that's where it dies down that because it gets to the point where people's like, when the next time they do some real promoting is when the playoffs starts. So people's like, Oh man, the playoffs start. When did the season's over already? Like people really don't grasp or know how long the season is. People don't know how long it has been rocking. So that's what they need to do. They need to do more continuous marketing throughout the process and not just try to get everybody to jump right at the start and then by the time like you said by the time the everything gets rolling people forgot about it that's true that's true this has to, something has to give now, I ain't no marketing genius and nor do I have the answers because if I did I'd be making the money to fucking promote it <laughs> and if I did have the answers I wouldn't give y'all motherfuckers the answers I ain't getting paid for the shit what I'm saying did, is, we'd, be, we'd be sitting pretty right now because we'd be someplace living in a nice comfy comfy loft someplace that's fact what I'm saying is that from a spectator's from a spectator's eyes, uh, bird eyes, bird's eye view, the shit is not working. It's 22 years, you know. Not all businesses pop off, but they definitely pop off. If if somebody if something's not working for 22 years, then I'm fucking giving up on the shit. I'm sorry, it's just it's just not working. So I'm gonna go fucking do something else. So whatever they're doing, the shit is not working. We got to do better. We got to do WNBA. We got to do better. I ain't talking about the WNBA because the girls can ball. I'm talking about the people that are promoting it have to do a little bit better. That's just what I'm saying. Yeah, it's definitely people that are promoting it. Because if, you, if you're a basketball purist and you watch a WNBA game, like they play pure basketball. It's cutting. It's passing. It's communicating. Like it's a pure art form of basketball if you're a basketball purist. Now, a lot of people just like basketball because they want to see the um, highlights and the oops and the three-pointers and all that. But if you just like pure basketball, watch a WNBA game. You'll be like, yo, this is this is legit some uh, art form that they out here doing. Okay. But uh, speaking of, so let's talk about money and people putting money up. Uh, Deshaun Watson, son. This hey, dude. Boy. <laughs> this dude signing with the Browns. I'm gonna let you run with all of this because you know football is football is your thing. 
Like I'd be into football, but basketball is more more my thing. But Deshaun Watson supposed to get two hundred and thirty guaranteed from the Browns. Did, did, am I reading that right, son? I looked at that deal. I looked at that deal as a the the Browns are like fuck this. They on you know what it is. These teams are doing. They seen the. Uh, I, I know you've been. I, I know you don't do a lot of the football, but you have seen a lot of people have been moving from team to team. You have seen that, correct? Yeah, definitely. It's a lot of people switching up. Yeah, a lot of people are moving from team to team. Russell Wilson's on a whole different team. Let's be real, man. We have never seen that in his entire career. So you know this year is a little bit different than any other year when Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, fucking uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers almost got moved. It, it's one of those years where you're like, oh, well, well, goddamn. It's one of those, well, goddamn, right? Um, and the reason is because I believe everybody sees that the Rams won it by doing this blueprint of just being like, fuck it, we're just going to go for it all and win the whole championship. And even if we win one championship and suck for the next 10 years, at least we got that one championship. Mm-hmm. That's what teams are doing right now. I feel like teams are on some, fuck that, let's get this one championship. If we trash for the rest of the next 10 years, the, the fucking fans better not say jack shit to us because we got them that championship. Yeah. So... I think teams are all in. I think all teams are all in. And it's fucking fun as as if you're a fan, it's fun as hell. It's almost like if you was an NBA fan and you watched LeBron James, maybe uh, you watched LeBron James move from a team. You watched KD move from a team. You watched uh, Devin Booker move from a team. You watched all these big stars. All switch up all in the same season? In one, like, yeah, in one offseason. And you're like, I can't. Wait till next year. I don't. I don't even know where motherfuckers is at. But I'm just gonna watch basketball just to watch basketball. That's how football is right now. Football's on some. You're gonna have to go get the paper, and I'm talking about <laughs> yeah, the paper, not even the internet. You're gonna have to get the paper to figure out where motherfuckers is at next year. That's how crazy it is right now. Yeah, that's one is crazy, man. To see him getting two hundred and thirty million dollars, yeah. and they said one hundred and forty, one hundred eighty four. Is guaranteed over over like the first part, first couple of years, and then another. The rest of it is guaranteed if I guess if he plays that extra year or whatever. Yo, that's an insane yeah. amount of money, man. I I, I don't want to. I'm not sound. I want to make sure that I'm sensitive to the women that are feeling that uh that uh not feeling, but the, to the women that uh feel uh, ill towards Watson. Uh, and I also, if anybody had been, uh, if he is, uh, I mean, he was accused of these things, but if anybody just doesn't like the, the, the person Watson for whatever reason, I mean, whatever reason, obviously the reasons that was going on and also the people that are affected by it, uh, we are sensitive to your feelings. Um, but if we're talking about on a football level, not talking about whatever's going on in the outside, we're talking about his football, his football skills and stuff like that. Um, if it's football only, I got, I got to keep saying that because you know how somebody's going to come and be like, you, you yeah, sensitive motherfucker. If it's football only, he's well-deserving because he's a good football player. Now, all that other stuff that goes on outside, I understand he's still dealing with that stuff. But as a football player, well-deserved. I am I am happy he's on a good team. I'm happy he's, uh, that he's, his, 
uh, he's been always great as a football player, but I feel like this is going to take him to the next level. Uh, Cleveland is going to be in the playoffs for uh, at least the next three to four years, easy. And uh, it's going to be fun. Football is just going to be fun. Uh, watching Russell on a whole different team is going to be fun. Uh, and where did Russell go again? He went to the Broncos. Oh, yeah. They don't even sound right, yo. They don't. They don't. Even sound. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see him playing in that. Well, it'll be cold in Seattle, but it'll be Denver cold. Denver cold, different type of cold, son. Yeah, Denver cold is a different kind of cold. And you can't breathe up there because they're, you know, the, yeah, the higher elevation, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Basketball has been fun this year. Um, just sports in general has been uh, just been a joy. I would say it's been a joy. Oh, yeah. Football season going to be crazy because. Um... Didn't somebody who went to somebody went to the Chiefs just oh dude from Pittsburgh went to the Chiefs uh Juju Juju went to the Chiefs so the Chiefs just retooling they just add more weapons to already dangerous team yeah they got Juju Devontae Adams went to the Raiders oh yeah which I don't understand because why would you sign uh resign Aaron Rodgers and then trade the top receiver because what they did was they they uh. They pulled the wool under under Aaron Rodgers. They pulled the wool and yeah, we're gonna get Rodgers. We're gonna get Adams back. Don't worry about it. And then all of a sudden, so they he signed the contract. Him. Can't afford him. Get him up out of here. As soon as he so, signed the contract, he's like, "You're out of here, buddy." Yeah, yeah. You would have had to sign him first before I come back. And now, the the one thing that he's been complaining about his entire career is like, "Yo, I don't have no receivers." You give away, arguably the best receiver in the entire league. And then you go Facts. look at their roster and you're like, I, 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 I know you guys, but I don't know you guys. Mm. So that's going to be interesting. I'd be, I, I, if they don't sign somebody, I would love to see Rogers face every single game. If they could take that mask off and he could play without, if he could just have a clear visor where I could just see him and see his entire face. For every every time throw. <laughs> Lord have mercy. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be a lot of the. Uh, it's gonna be a lot of the. He's gonna be throwing his arms up like, yo, like, well, like what's going on out here, man? It's gonna be. It's gonna be a lot of. This is that bullshit. But it's gonna be fun, man. And this is just the beginning. There's a whole so many people that haven't been signed yet. Uh, and uh, free agency is going to continue to go on, and then there's also going to be the draft, and that's going to be fun. That's going to be coming up at the end of next month. So at the end, at the end of the day, uh, football really doing its thing right now. I mean, we're like we, me and you said on this on this podcast a thousand times. Football is obviously, without a doubt, we already know the uh, the biggest sport. And this year, with the people moving the way they're moving, oh, it's only uh, gonna get bigger, man. Continue to like, like just bash. Not, and I don't want to say they're bashing on other sports because there, it's not really competition. Every sport is different. But they're just taking these – the way they do things, they just take it to another level. Yeah, they're just crushing other that's sports. New, that's new crip walking a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> like, this was up there crip walking his butt off on the, in the middle of the Super Bowl. Insane. In the of, football's on another level. They're just they're – just, they're like – they're at least three or four steps ahead of the other sports. Yeah. <clears throat> Remember they was pushing um, – they was pushing for everybody like they was like boycott the NFL, boycott the NFL. And I was like, man, it's not going to happen. The NFL is way too popular 
everybody's not going to boycott the NFL. I don't care what your beliefs are, whether you believe in why they're allowing players to protest or if you believe in they did Colin Kaepernick wrong so I can never watch it again. There will never be that much um, that much belief in your heart for people to just completely to stop watching football. True 100% fans, I'll say that. You have people who've been fans who just kind of like it because they like to cheer for their home team. A lot of them are like, I'm not watching football no more. Forget that. But true diehard fans, man, it don't matter. They they would have to see something like drastic happen. Like the NFL would have to have to be like, we're no longer suspending suspending players who get charged with rape. Then it'd be something like it had to be something like that where people are like, whoa, 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 yeah. We might have to boycott you guys for a little while. But all this other little stuff, man, ain't nobody boycott boycotting it. NFL would just have to do some straight up, just disrespectful, over the top stuff. That'll be the only way it'll be a true boycott or a true hurt to their finances. Any other little thing, and NFL don't give a damn. They gonna move right along with their business. Perfect. It's just a. It's just too. The the. You know what it is though, and and I've said this a thousand times. It's the formula, man. The formula works. You have it. You have it. First of all, it was even crazier back then because when you only watch games on fucking Sunday and Monday, and that was it. That was too much. I was like, what? You know. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, it really was. If you go way, way back, it was only on Sunday. Then they moved it to Monday. Yeah. Then all of, you know, we thought everybody thought it was going to be too much to be on Thursday. But now motherfuckers are scratching their arm, can't wait till Monday, Sunday, Monday, and Thursday. Now you're losing it. You're like, oh, I, I don't know how we were living without having a game in the middle of the week. I don't know how. What the fuck were we doing? So the formula works. The formula works. It's not too many games. It's only 17 games, right? It used to be 16. Now it's only 17 games. And it happens uh, just one a week, and you know, or every single game counts. Because if your dumbass loses a game, you could find yourself not playing in the playoffs. And it's it's one and done in the playoffs. Every other league has, you know, uh, seven the games. Best uh, of something. Yeah. So when you have these one and out, one and one and done, that's why March Madness works because it's one and done. That's why it's so popular, mm-hmm. and that's the reason works because it's one and done there's no other reason to be honest with you if they had less games in basketball they would be better this 82 joint is just a lot for people to be like i can't do every single day with this shit every single day like that right it it really is a game every single night yeah and 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 as much as i love basketball and i you know i obviously if you've been listening to the podcast, I gamble. I love watching basketball. And, and obviously, as a gambler, I don't want it to go away because that's just less games to gamble on, right? But to the casual fan that doesn't gamble on shit, they just love basketball. They just love basketball because they want to watch basketball. But if you get the average person, an average person doesn't want to watch basketball every fucking day. They'll watch it occasionally, but they don't want to watch that shit every single day. And that's why football works. Because even to the average person, the shit just comes on once a week. Mm. This comes on. Your team comes on once a week. That's it. So, even male, female, dog, baby, everybody can enjoy it because they only got to watch that shit for three hours one time. If it's your team, that's it. Yeah, you got a point there. That is a good point. Yeah, college football too. You know how that shit is down here. I, I mean, in the south, obviously, college football and college sports in general is like God's God's gift to the world. But the reason it works is because everybody can enjoy it that one time. That's it. 
once it's over, that's it. I'm gonna watch this shit again. I ain't gotta do. I got other shit to do. I got. I gotta work. I gotta shit. I gotta eat. I gotta do other shit. I can't be watching no fucking sports. But on Sunday or Saturday, whenever you watch your sports, I only gotta do it for three hours and then I'm out of there. Yeah, that is a good point, son. <clears throat> Speaking of March Madness, March Madness is going on. It's popping off right now. It is some. Um, uh, it's only been. It's been a couple of upsets. Some like tens being sixes. I mean, well, eleven being a six and. Some other little things right here and there, but the biggest thing was uh was that St. Peter's being Kentucky. That's been the biggest upset so far. I think there's gonna be a couple more upsets this year because college basketball is just kind of like it's been on a on a trend where teams are just playing harder. And I love college basketball. You know, that's my joint because they play with so much heart and desire because a lot of them know, the majority of them know, like this is it. Like, ain't no overseas, ain't no NBA, this is it. After this, I got to go find me a job. Like, I got to go yep. do something like everybody else. Like, I've been living this athlete life since since probably, like, what, fifth, sixth grade, seventh grade. I've been living this athlete life. This is it now. Athlete life is over. I got to go get a regular job and, and just tell everybody of my glory days and play at the uh, L.A. Fitness or the – Whatever, whatever, gym on the weekend. Let everybody know that I'm still, I'm still that dude that they used to see at the college. It's a fact. So that's why I love it so much, man. Them dudes be playing a heart out, man. <laughs> Time to hit the Walmart stockroom. Yeah, exactly. Like them dudes, them dudes got to go, and, and it's a harsh reality because it, it was what I love is you see the people on the, uh, you see the kids on the bench, and you see the ones who. Who know they they're upset and they're crying or they're upset and they're mad because they're like, damn, college is over. But you can see the difference between the ones who know like college is over, but I'm going to go play in Singapore or wherever. I'm going to go over in Europe and I'm going to play and have me a couple of five six years of some good playing. Like I'm I'm going to do this because this is what I'm in. Then you see the other ones who they're just sitting on the bench like, damn, that's it. Like I ain't got a jersey no more. <laughs> I'm gonna have to either go coach my uh, coach the local team, or I'm about to go. You said hit the Walmart stockroom like it's over for me now. Yeah, because you know what it is, and it becomes a harsh reality. It's a it's on a smaller level than what was happening with Michael Beasley, and it, it's crazy. It comes full circle. The thing what happens is you go from being uh being worshipped as a kid mm-hmm. from Pee Wee League. All the way up until this moment, you're in the final four. It's your last year. You're a senior. You can't play anymore. Motherfucker, you got to get out of school. And then all of a sudden, now you have to go and be normal. Nobody's praising you. Don't nobody give a fuck that you got to go put the tissues up on aisle seven. Don't nobody give a fuck. Nope. You know what I'm saying? You can't, you can't go back and talk about, well, you know what I was doing last year? Last year I was playing in the final four. We don't give a fuck, Jimmy. Go out there and put the fucking paper towels on seven. You have to, you have to, you have to go through that. And then you start to get down on yourself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Happen. Because you were living that life. You're living that life. You were having fun. And I think that's why, um, that's why you've got to prepare yourself. Like you may be playing and you may be having a good time with the team and the, all of that, but you've got to prepare yourself. For what's next Especially when you know And that's another thing you, you have to know your place In the food chain You have to know who you are And prepare for the next step Like uh, Shout out to Shout out to your cousin Jarrell Like Jarrell He said He he focused And he prepared himself For the next step Like he He was on the, He was on the Seton Hall team Like he was playing for Seton Hall But 
he knew to prepare himself for the next step and it positioned him to have the career he has now. But I think a lot of them dudes don't be preparing themselves preparing themselves for the next step. They just be having fun in college. Like they on the team, they probably getting some girls because they on the team. They doing all this stuff. They just living life, and then it, and then the buzzer sounds on senior year, and they're like, "Oh man, it, it's over. <laughs> like it's no more fun. Like fun time is over." Reality hits. Uh, yeah, reality start to set in when motherfuckers is not uh when you go in that September or that August, you ain't going to school. Your parents are looking at you like, you better get your ass up and go find a job. Anybody living in my house got to find a job. Now you got to hear that shit. When last year, when you was in school, you was hearing baby come over. (laughs) Baby come over to my dorm room. Now your ass ain't got no dorm room. Now you sitting in your fucking, your room with your Spider-Man motherfucking wallpaper. (laughs) And your ass got to go find a job. Yeah. Oh man, that's gotta be another. Um, that's gotta be a show we could do another time. I'm gonna have a because I know a couple of parents who um who had kids who played some type of sport on a collegiate level, and I would love to chop it up with them and talk to them about the the amount of money that you pump into your child when they're doing that. Between taking road trips, if they're on some type of travel team, you traveling with them, you doing all this stuff. Then when the school is over. And they just they gotta go to the regular life. Do you look at them like, man, if you'd have worked harder at practice, I might be getting some of my money back right now. But your ass didn't put all your effort and heart into it, so now I got all these damn I spent all this damn money on you and what I got to show for it. You know damn well they be like that. You know they don't give a fuck. Get out there and go get that money now. You ain't gonna be living in my house with that bullshit. I would love I to have that conversation. That conversation's got to be. Um, I'd love to have that conversation. I know, you know, sometimes it really be a push, and for me, it would really be a push to get them free schooling. So if they get a free, they get a, a ride, a scholarship, then the money I put into them is, I'll be cool with. It. I'll be like, well, cool. I ain't got to pay for school. All the money I spent was well worth it. But then again, I'm a realist, and I know I'm gonna say like, you know what? You're not gonna make it to the professionals, so enjoy this free college ride and um make sure you go to class and make sure you get your grades right and do an internship and whatever else you need to do because you're not gonna make it to the pros. But you know, some people aren't realists, man. Some people are like my, my kid's gonna make it. You be looking at him like, dude, he's fourth on the bench right now. <laughs> I don't think he's gonna make it. <laughs> he's fourth on the bench as a junior. <laughs> I think you can give that dream up there, Dad. That, that's the kind of shit. That's the kind I'm telling you. That's a, that's you got to be a realist with these kids. Oh, man, you got to be a realist, or your ass is gonna be in there, and they gonna be 27 talking about. Don't put no uh, who ate who drank my orange juice. <laughs> got their name on the orange juice. <laughs> yep. You be mad as shit. Oh, shit. It's like they spent the last five years uh, reliving their fucking college days. You don't want that. Oh, that shit is funny. That's you one of the reasons why I don't like playing basketball at LA Fitness. Because there'd be some people in there who I'm pretty sure they play. They probably played at a D1 school, and they still be. They be in there trying to just like, I'm still nice. I could do this. I was. I was 
third on the bench, but I'm really a star. I'm like, man, this LA fitness, man, you're taking this shit way too serious. <laughs> like, I just came to I just, I just came to exercise. But I suppose to exercise for me. You ain't here like you trying out for the league, man. Chill out. They they believe that there's scouts everywhere they go. <laughs> ain't no scouts here, yo. We all just left work. Ain't no scouts here. <laughs> Be like, um, what the hell was that? JB Fox, you talking about L Cool J? Like this is me. This is you. <laughs> I'm acting. <laughs> I act. <laughs> you gotta go there, but yo, I'm exercising today. I'm not. This is not the, for the league. This is not for the uh, for the championship. I'm just in here exercising. <laughs> Calm down. You in there having a good time? You just chilling. But nah, that motherfucker taking that shit to the. They taking it for real. That shit is serious, man. I was in the, I was in LA for this one day. A dude was in there. He was crossing people over and shooting three. He was dude was nice. I give him credit. He was nice. He was calling, he shoot. He was like, "Yeah, who want next? Y'all can't hold me." I was like, "Dude, like, <laughs> calm down, man. <laughs> like you, you know you're in a you're in a regular exercising gym, right? You know you're not in at the pro am. You know you, everybody in here is not former D one players. Like, calm down. He was going around. He was chest bumping people and." He went to the corner, had his old like water set up with his water bottle and his towel. I was like, like this dude believes in himself. Did he have a headband on? <laughs> no, he had no headband on, son. But he had he had the uh he had the shooting sleeve joint on. He had the shooting sleeve joint on. He had the little uh whatever that little rubber band thing is they be putting around their knee. He had all that shit on. He had no oh. headband on though. Yeah, I don't trust no motherfucker in the shit with the headband on. <laughs> With the headband, with the um, with the NBA logo, <laughs> got the fingers taped up and everything. Oh yeah, they coming in with the headband. I, I'm getting off the court. <laughs> so automatic, get off the court. I'm not fucking around with this guy. This guy is taking the shit too seriously. He's the type of motherfucker. He type of motherfucker called charge. <laughs> not fucking with him. You like move a screen, move a screen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, not fucking with him. Oh shit, you stupid son. Alright, folks, we up out of here, man. We done chopped it up with y'all longer than we normally do, but we know just getting some things out there. Had to express our thoughts on some situations, man. But um we'll holler at you, man. We staying consistent. We hopping on this thing, man. Episode by the time y'all listen to it, it'll probably be uh Friday or Saturday. It's Thursday evening. I'm about to go uh curl up in the bed and watch a movie with the wife or something. And I'm kicking it this weekend. What you got going on this weekend, son? I'm just taking it easy, man. I'm taking it easy. I had, I had I had my daughter last week. We over here. We was out out and about. We tried to. Uh, I will say this for anybody that don't know that's ever trying to go to um, the sugar factory. If you're trying to go to the sugar factory, man, make an make appointment. Sure fucking reservation. Yes, son. You need a reservation to go to the sugar factory. I tried to go one night too, son. It was a debacle. I tried to go there, and it was the middle of a Saturday afternoon, and it wasn't crazy. I mean, I, I could tell that you know some people were coming in. There was no line. There was nothing going on. But I guess it gets so crazy sometimes. At some point in time, I guess at the nighttime, they was like, "You need reservation only." Now I'm in there with my daughter and her sister, and I'm like, "Motherfucker, it's just me and two little girls. You can't you can't find a table for us. Ain't nobody can. Ain't nobody <laughs> coming to this motherfucker yet. I understand it's gonna get crazy later. Three o'clock in the afternoon." It was like reservations only. Then I tried to go online at the same time, and that shit was like, you can get, you can come here tomorrow, but you can't come here right now. And I'm Damn like, it. oh, 
So that was a debacle. So I'm just saying that. So anybody ever trying to go to the sugar factory here in in uh, in Georgia, here in Atlanta, make sure your ass got a fucking reservation. It don't matter if you call in at 10 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> if it's just you and the if it's you and the lady, if it's you and the uh, the hostess, she ain't letting you sit. I don't give a fuck if you see a whole shitload of table. She ain't letting you sit. I'm telling you that right now. So that's just a warning. Um, yeah, I can second that shit, son, because we went. We went in the evening and they told us it was like, oh, it'll be a two hour wait. <laughs> now nah, I'm good, homie. They didn't even give me the two hour wait. They didn't even give me. I would have been like, I would have been like, all right, no problem. I'm gonna go do some shit for two hours and I'll see y'all back. They didn't even give me that. They told you straight like, no. You said you gotta be. I said I looked around. You know me, cause I'm an asshole. So I looked around. I'm like, reservation for what? There's nobody here. What the fuck? I was like, can I at least go get the um, the overpriced candy? And she was like, yeah, you can go over there. And I was like, oh, my God. So, yeah. So, anyway, if you need to go, make sure you get some goddamn reservations. Looks like a nice place, though. Looks like a nice place. I'm not shitting on the place, but I didn't get a chance to go in to even get a chance to see it. But, uh, uh, yeah, have a reservation. Other than that, uh, just taking it easy. Just taking, just really just taking it super easy this uh, this week. Oh man, sounds good. Sounds good. All right, folks, holler at us. Um, D and D Project Podcast on Instagram. Get at us. Let us know what you like, what you don't like. Tell us a story. If anybody want to join in and our random talk, let us know. We'll definitely plug you in. You can join in with the madness. Other than that, folks, we will holler at y'all next week, man. Peace. Later.